Welcome to Press Run, March 30th. Are only Dems guilty of gaffes? Theater criticism. Most of President Joe Biden's historic foreign policy speech given over the weekend was washed away by the press. For days, journalists fixated not on how his Poland address marked a fundamental change in the West's relationship with Russia, but on a nine-word ad-lib that Biden added to the text, quote, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, unquote, in reference to Russia's Vladimir Putin. Journalists rushed in to claim the gaffe had produced shockwaves around the world. It did not. Swinging into theater criticism mode and searching for a conflict narrative, the press obsessed over the semantic story, portraying Biden as quote-unquote undisciplined and creating a monster quote-unquote distraction and unforced error as the war in Ukraine drags on. Biden doubled down, saying he was expressing his moral outrage over the mass killings that Putin has unleashed. He confirmed his comment came from the heart. It did not represent a policy change for the U.S., which is not trying to change the regime in Moscow. Still, journalists refused to drop the weird gotcha coverage. They hit Biden on Monday with 14 separate questions at a press briefing. Quote, it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, unquote, pretending the story was still shrouded in confusion. Meanwhile, the press did not ask a single question about the state of the war in Ukraine. The media theatrics were especially galling since the previous president spent four years struggling to string together coherent sentences garbling his way through a presidency. Famous for being an habitual liar and famous for boasting an often impossible-to-follow syntax that left people scratching their heads trying to make sense of his oddball pronouncements, Trump obliterated the idea that an occasional gaffe ought to define a politician and the press stopped caring about his nonstop missteps. To this day, Trump thinks stealth fighter planes are invisible to the human eye. Biden's nine-word comment about Putin, that was Katie bar the door for the media. Gaff was mentioned on cable news over 100 times with regards to the Biden-Putin story, according to TV eyes. It certainly appears the breathless pursuit of gaffes is a sport the press only plays with Democrats. Quote, you will notice that the use of gaff almost disappeared during Trump's term as president because most of what he said was a gaffe or would have been under the previous president unquote, noted New York University journalism professor Jay Rosen. Even though Trump once called Apple CEO Tim Cook Tim Apple, referred to 9-11 as 7-11, claimed noise from windmills causes cancer, and told a crowd that, quote, the kidney has a very special place in the heart, unquote. Trump spent years slurring his words and rambling like a madman. That look-away media trend continues today. Over the same weekend that Biden was undressed by the media for his get-tough-Putin ad-lib, Trump praised the Russian dictator. The D.C. gaffe police, though, wrote no tickets in response. How many news articles and television reports did you see in 2020 about Trump gaffes and how they might stand in the way of his re-election bid? Presumably the same number as I did, which was basically zero even though Trump was urging people to inject bleach into their veins. To his credit, CNN's Don Lemon this week pushed back on the Beltway media's pointless gaffe obsession while he was reporting from Ukraine. Quote, quite honestly, I think this is a media-manufactured story, unquote, he stressed, dismissing the idea that Biden had endorsed the idea of removing Putin from power. 
Quote, I think we need to take a step back and stop trying to make this into something that it's not. It is important, I think, that this is what people want to hear from the president. This is the stance that the people of America and also the people of Ukraine want the leader of the free world to have, to be strong, and to say exactly what Vladimir Putin should not be doing, unquote. The press for years has been overly interested in Biden gaffe coverage. The president famously grew up with a severe stutter, which he overcame, but sometimes finds himself at a temporary loss for words. The press likes to lean into that to generate news. They especially did it during the 2020 campaign. One Hill headline read, quote, Do Biden's gaffes make him unelectable, unquote. Mediaite labeled it an insane gaffe when Biden at a rally mistakenly referred to Super Tuesday as Super Thursday before quickly catching his mistake. That doesn't seem insane to me. Around the same time, Vanity Fair was busy wringing its hands about the Democrats' miscues. Quote, the rake stepping won't stop and the attacks won't go away, raising the question of whether there will be a tipping point for Biden. Biden ended up getting more votes for president than any candidate in U.S. history, confirming that there's no indication voters care about gaffes. Good stuff. CBS hired Trump's former chief of staff, Mitch Mulvaney, as a straight economics contributor. And Substack newsletter author Christopher Ingram explained all that's wrong with the move. From his piece, quote, CBS News hired a former Trump official, now a lobbyist for the wealthy and powerful, to offer impartial news analysis. Quote, the network has plenty of business journalists on staff. They could easily call up one of hundreds of academics or tax experts to offer something like a real independent analysis of Biden's tax proposal. Instead, they went with a known liar who proudly identifies as a quote-unquote right-wing nutjob and who is directly implicated in some of the biggest political scandals in U.S. history, and CBS didn't disclose any of it. Fun stuff because we all need a break. Amelia Jones, both sides now. I haven't yet seen the Academy Award-winning movie Coda, but I have become transfixed by the movie's simple piano-only cover version of the Joni Mitchell 1968 classic, performed by actress Amelia Jones, who also signs the song to her parents during the movie's crucial scene. The aching song remains a vessel of love and aspiration. <laughs> 